Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good day to everybody. This is Jeremy Evans, host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. And today is Monday, March 30th. And happy to be with you and hope that uh, everybody is uh, doing well out there and hope that this um, episode is somewhat a reprie- reprieve from what's been going on in the world. But, um, you know, ultimately, uh, we have an exciting topic today and uh, and we'll get right into it. So what we're talking about today is the Los Angeles Clippers and specifically looking at the organization from a recent history standpoint and more specifically looking at the purchase of the Forum, the Lakers' former home, uh, from the Madison Square Garden Company, uh, which is uh, owned by the Dolan family, which is also, which also uh, James Dolan owns the New York Knicks in the NBA. And so we're looking at what that move means specifically and looking at what the organization is trying to do and what they've been trying to do Uh, going forward. And I think that for Laker fans, for Clipper fans, for really for sports fans in general, uh, this is an interesting time for the Clippers organization. And frankly, it's a great place to learn in terms of where where an organization has been, um, where it currently is, and where it would like to go. So uh, in that vein, we'll sort of get into uh, talking about um, start off with sort of some recent history. And I would say that, um, you know, overall, I think that the the Clippers have sort of been in the shadow of the Lakers. I don't think anybody is going to dispute that. I think if you're going to base this on championships, if they're basing this on notoriety, fan base, this sort of thing, right? It's not to take away from passionate fans that the Clippers have, but just in terms of history, um, you know, arguably you could say with uh, some of the recent moves by the Clippers that um, they're challenging sort of L.A.'s dominance in some sense. Uh, but again, uh, that's yet to be seen with sort of uh, this new sort of LeBron James-led team um, and uh, what how that might play out, um, obviously, once the 2020 season resumes for the NBA. But I think looking towards recent history, we can really point to really five major events uh, with regard to the Clippers in terms of changing from its past, right? And what it was normally known as, right? It, it was uh, clearly the second basketball team in Los Angeles, you know, from, from its inceptance in, in basically the uh, um, uh, early 1980s, right? When they made the move to Los Angeles from San Diego via Buffalo. So, uh, I think number one, looking at the Clippers front office drafting uh, forward Blake Griffin, um, I think that was probably one of the uh, better moves in its recent history, and really kind of think changed the current course that uh, that the organization is on. I think number two was former NBA Commissioner David Stern uh, nixing the trade between the New Orleans Pelicans uh, of Chris Paul to the Lakers, which would have joined up. Um, Chris Paul, Kobe Bryant, and Dwight Howard together. And then, of course, as we all know, history there, uh, the Dwight Howard, uh, first iteration of Dwight Howard did not work out 
and uh, ultimately Paul joined the Clippers uh, to team up with um, DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin. So that was probably the most significant thing there where the NBA literally stepped in and said, uh, you know, we're not going to have a situation where the Clippers and sort of some of these other organizations are essentially um, not seeing the upper echelon of the league in terms of success, right? And in an unprecedented trade, I don't think in any other league commissioners have as much power as, um, as the NBA commissioner does. And, you know, obviously that time was a little bit interesting because that was um, getting into the Donald Sterling um, sort of takeover there. But uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. So again, number one was Blake Griffin being drafted by the Clippers front office. Number two was former NBA commissioner David Stern nixing the trade between the Pelicans and the Lakers um, where Chris Paul would have gone to the Lakers and instead Chris Paul went to the Clippers to join uh, Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. Number three was former Microsoft and the 16th, I think, richest uh, person in the world, Steve Ballmer, I think is worth like $51.8 billion, uh, purchasing the Clippers from the rejected Donald Sterling uh, for $2 billion. And then uh, bear in mind that Donald Sterling, I think, purchased the Clippers back in the early 1970s for $12.8 million. So uh, obviously a huge return on investment there. Um, and then number four, the Clippers front office trading Griffin and Paul and then signing uh, this past uh, um, offseason Kawhi Leonard and then trading for Paul George, arguably uh, Leonard being, you know, one of the top five players, uh, obviously in the NBA. Uh, people would argue maybe top two, top three between um, um between Giannis and uh, and LeBron James, and then of course trading for Paul George, and then I think finally, and maybe one of the most important things, just in terms of long term, because obviously talent is important. Kawhi Leonard is obviously a great basketball player, a good human being. So is Paul George, but uh, I think ultimately uh, this this last one in terms of just longevity, where the organization is going to be in twenty years from now, right? When Leonard and George are both basically out of the league, retired as, as well, most of the basketball players in the league today at that point. But it was a bomber essentially ending the litigation with the Madison Square Garden Company, which owns the Forum, the former home of the Lakers, uh, by purchasing it outright for $400 million in cash. And this is in the effort of a bomber to build a billion-dollar basketball arena for the Clippers basketball Um and uh, this arena is going to sit across the street from the nearly $7 billion uh, development by Stan Kroenke, the owner of the NFL uh, Los Angeles Rams. And uh, that's the SoFi Stadium specifically with the LA Stadium Entertainment and Sports District, which is set to open in 2021. So this is obviously huge and frankly, um, a huge move for the Clippers organization to come out from below the shadow of the Clippers, specifically being co-tenants with them at the Staples Center and all the history that's been made there. And I think even beyond the symbolic nature of them, the Clippers purchasing the Lakers' former home in the forum, and then um, more importantly, just making that conscious effort to come out from below the Lakers' uh, shadow, right? 
even if it's just is is towards building a new home. But I think um, I've actually written and spoken on the topic of the power that new stadiums and arenas can have, even if in the short term. Uh, and frankly, having a uh, basketball home or a sports home of your own for your team, I think is, it does have some significant effects, uh, if just psychologically. So, and of course, these are all uh, great thing about these projects. That these, these are all privately funded in terms of the development, not necessarily in terms of land and those sorts of things, because obviously deals are worked out there. But uh, in terms of taxpayer dollars, this is uh, specifically private deals for both Kroenke and Bomber. So we applaud them for that. So obviously, um, huge moves there. And I think something that we're going to see um, sort of going forward. And, and by the way, that was a $400 million cash deal where Bomber purchased uh, the forum. So he's going to own that land there, which is a huge plot of land right across the street from uh, what they're saying is uh, the L.A. Stadium Entertainment Sports District, which is um, larger than Disneyland uh, down in Anaheim. So just to put that in perspective about how big that that is. Um, we actually wrote an article on the on the SoFi Stadium and how expensive that development is and where that lines up, um, historically speaking, in terms of um, – you know, cost of uh, buildings and cost of development. And it's it's top five uh, in terms of any building ever built and uh, structure. And then in terms of um, sports, you know, facilities, it's the most expensive ever built for SoFi. So we'll see where the uh, Clippers Arena matches up to that. My guess would be in, you know, the one to one to three billion range, uh, more in line with, um, let's say, the Barclays Center in um in uh, in Brooklyn, uh, where the Nets play. So uh, this is where we're at now, and I think, um, you know, of course, the Clippers have been a tenant with the Lakers in the Staples Center since '99. So we're talking about a long time here, and um, you know, uh, over over 20 years. And uh, interestingly enough, the Clippers are actually named after a uh, mid-century sailboat, and the idea was that the, the sailboat would clip through the water and um uh, they're originally from buffalo they were the braves back in buffalo and then uh, they were the san diego clippers which uh thus their name came from uh, with all the sail sailing going down there going on down there uh you know the organization's now embarking on a journey through uh, the stewardship of bomber uh, leonard and george and doc rivers and uh, even jerry west who in 2017, left the Lakers organization to join the Clippers front office. And so, um, you know, in some senses, the sort of saying goes, you know, in terms of defeating your opponent, you know, you look at ways to tear them down. And in, in one way, you sort of see this happen every year in free agency where you have teams signing away players of a championship team to try to, you know, uh, build up your own team while simultaneously taking down the other. So, uh, and that can be done with both free agent players, trading for players, and also in terms of front office talent, right? So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And now, again, long-term wise, as great as uh, Leonard and George are, by the time that this new venue will be built for the Clippers, we're talking, let's say at the earliest, 2022, 2023, Leonard and George will both be free agents by the 2021-2022 season. So we'll see how that plays out, right? 
um, or it'll be around the 2021, 2022 uh, seasons. So we'll see um, how that sort of comes together, right? But um, I think, again, we're all f- sort of the five Clipper events that we've talked about, you know, uh, drafting of Blake Griffin, uh, former NBA commissioner David Stern nixing the trade of Chris Paul to the Lakers and then sending him to the Clippers. And, of course, he was acting as um, uh, general manager and owner of the team at that time as they were going through the Donald Sterling stuff and it was before that Balmer purchased the team. I think Bombers purchase of the team was obviously huge and you get somebody who in there is flush with cash and somebody who is passionate about a franchise and has run a, you know, fortune, fortune 500 and fortune 100 company. Um, and then of course, uh, Clippers front office eventually getting Leonard and George. And then now Bomber essentially, uh, wanting to go out on his own and, uh, create a Clipper specific, specific, uh, basketball arena. Uh, those five that we've talked about, again, I think the last one, the new Clippers arena is obviously going to have the most lasting effect. It's an investment in the long future, and um, and both Leonard and George could conceivably be gone by the time the venue is actually built. And I think, you know, again, even this is just symbolic, you know, if you've ever been to a, uh, a game at the Staples Center, when the Clippers are playing, they generally hide the uh, Lakers banners in terms of their championship banners. So I think there's always been a shadow there um, physically and sort of emotionally. So I getting, I think Clippers getting out from under that would probably be good for their fans and good for the organization. Um, and of course, by now, um, by the Clippers now controlling the forum, which is the Lakers' former home, the move essentially encroaches on Laker history, right? And uh, it'll be interesting, one, uh, to see how long the forum actually stays standing. Not the, now that they own the entire land and, and structure there, and how uh, the development is incorporated with the uh, SoFi Stadium and the LA Stadium District, and whether there might be you know bridges or some sort of way that sort of bring that land and those two plots together, even if it's just through pedestrian pathways or whatnot. Um, and then, of course, uh, whether the Clippers will give a sort of nod to the past um, when they're looking at the forum and whether they'll have Laker history there, or whether they'll essentially try to erase that. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And, um, you know, really in closing, I think that, you know, Bomber has not been shy and neither has Clippers head coach Doc Rivers about challenging Lakers history and dominance. There's been a lot of quotes in the public about this, specifically from Doc Rivers. Uh, obviously, Bomber is a eccentric individual and somebody who cares deeply about the franchise. So uh, that's going to be very interesting. Um, they've sort of, you know, had uh, different rebrands of their uniforms and sort of how things are playing out there. Uh, obviously, getting new talent on the on the court. Of course, with any sports franchise, you know, success on the court or uh, wherever it may be on the field, you know, it really comes down to, to uh, the win-loss record and, frankly, championships, right? And so Clippers can if the Clippers can get to a point where they start winning championships and obviously um, uh, it become this could become a significant rivalry, rivalry in Los Angeles between the Lakers and the Clippers in, in terms of where they're battling for the playoffs and uh, uh, championships every year, right? So we'll see sort of who wins this, uh, this battle this year in terms of 2020 when the Season resumes and get into playoffs. 
uh, God willing. And, um, you know, long-term, you know, I think, you know, um, regardless of how you feel about the Clippers and regardless of your, your loyalties, I think Palmer should be applauded for, um, you know, picking up his stakes, uh, and moving to Inglewood and, uh, being a neighbor to the Rams and the chargers there. And, uh, ultimately, um, really trying to set the Clippers organization on a different path, right. From what they've been known. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting too, how the, how the, how the chargers react to this, you know, eventually if, the ownership there, if new ownership were to come in, how they might look at this long term, and do they want to develop their own stadium project, and do they want to be somewhere else as well, uh, in some sense to uh, get out from under some somewhat of the shadow of the Rams, right? So we'll see how this plays out. Again, I think success is, um, you know, sort of can cover any sort of loss, right, or any sort of past history. Uh, success will do that for you, but. Again, uh, folks, this has been about the uh, Clippers this week and looking at Steve Ballmer and his uh, $400 million purchase of the forum over in Inglewood and uh, the potential development of a billion-dollar arena there and how uh, this changes uh, the Clippers going forward. Hope you've enjoyed the show this week. Wishing you all the best and uh, look forward to being back with you next week. Thank you so much. True Classic Tees, Believe Podcast Network. What's up? Super excited about a new sponsor for our show. Style is changing. Former wear is out. T-shirt is in. True Classic Tees are my favorite. It's based in LA and a t-shirt company that's on the rise. T-shirts are soft. They hold up in the wash and incredibly versatile. You could wear them out. You could wear them to work or around the house. And it sounds like we'll be doing a lot more of that very soon. And the best part, they're incredibly cheap. Only $15 and now you can get them for even less. So what's the call to action today? Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, believe, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's believe, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. BetOnline.ag. While you're waiting out this at home with us, you can still have some fun betting at BetOnline.ag. With no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. But BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino casino with poker and blackjack but sports aren't totally done there's still esports american idol big brother the elections the spelling bee there's 75 750 poker series there is still fun to be had so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code mypod100 that's m-y-p-o-d 100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit again that's betonline.ag and use the promo code mypod100 Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.